Welcome back, everybody, to the Star Wars podcast, where we talk all things Marvel, Star Wars, and everything in between. Please take a moment to check our show notes to find our social media, merch, and more. Today, we are recapping Andor Episode 9 in full spoiler details, so if you haven't seen the episode, I would get out of here. And I'm joined by a man who has 217 shifts left, but really, I'm never letting him go. It's Tommy Pizzullo. Tommy, how are you? I thought I was so close. <laughs> I I mean, I guess at least I'd rather know now until, you know, I'm down to what, like 20 shifts and then I have a stroke? That'd probably be a little worse. Yeah, you have, you have 217 podcasts left, and then you think you're going to be done, but then I'm just going to send you to another podcast. Whoa! Can I do I at least get a pick the other podcast or like not even that? Like you just no, choose. It's it's a horrible place. You're gonna podcast till you die. Oh, well, <laughs> well, I'll just have to contact my cousin, uh, Mister Podcast, and get this figured out. Uh, Tommy, I am so excited to be talking about this episode. Um, this might be my single favorite episode we have ever talked about i love this so much Andor is on fire ever like more than marvel more than more than wandavision stuff more than hawkeye stuff you loved hawkeye with a I loved hawkeye i loved hawkeye but i love i love this more i really love it and like i was a little iffy on some of the formatting stuff in the beginning and how they were doing the episodes um so i'm not gonna go so far as to say it's my favorite series yet this thing really needs to stick the landing but this episode was really great. I, I felt like a lot of things came to a head and we got to see characters in situations that we've been waiting for the whole time. And uh, it's just awesome. I loved it. I'm, I'm grinning. Yeah, I think a lot came together in this episode and a lot like it also feels like we're at a a place where we can catch up. Like I think one and two, you know, uh, episodes one and two, I think for a lot of people were a little slow. Uh, for me, it was a little like, okay, what are we doing here? Once you get established to the Rebels, it was kind of moving too quickly for me for a bit, I'm going to admit. Like, I was, like, trying to catch up to the the, the amount of information I was getting. And I feel like uh, Andor being in the prison, this last two episodes have given me the ability to be like, okay, I feel comfortable. I get what's happening now. And I, I agree with you. I really like this episode, and I really like where the series is going. But I think I want to see where, where it ends uh, this season. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that's the other thing. Uh, let's get out of the prison next week. I, we've had the perfect amount of time in the prison. Time to escape. Yep. Maybe the whole episode is the escape and then he's finally out on the next one. That's fine. I can do that. But like, let's let's actually get out of this. Uh, it's the kind of thing where like, I'm not annoyed yet. But if they do another full prison episode with no sort of escape, then I will be annoyed. So this is the perfect time. Get out. Yeah. It goes past uh, next episode. Bad. If it goes the full episode, okay. I would like like half, just a, like not the. Full, I don't want the full episode in the prison. I want like a half episode, like to get out early and then and then establish where it's going for the rest of the series. It's. I feel like it's gonna be like the heist episode, Tommy. Where like it's like one thing that they're doing, but it's like the whole deal. Star Wars loves a heist. Star Wars loves breaking people out of prisons. Like I feel like this happens in almost every series they have. Name one, <laughs> other than the animated, the small ones are, but the live action. There's always a prison break. I'm trying to think. I mean, there's there's a prison break in the original trilogy, A New Hope. They save Princess Leia. Um, I'm trying to think of other ones that jump out right now. There's there's Mandalorian. 
Well, what happens? I don't even remember. Man well, it's a, you know, like, it kind of, if you baby Grogu when they go to get him off the ship, I guess that's technically yeah, not a okay. prison, but like he's in, you know, he's locked up and he's got a little baby handcuffs on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That, that's a, a prison break there. Um, okay, well, let's dive into the episode here. I have it, Tommy. This is the other thing. Uh, very strange editing, and that like I like my notes are all over the place because it was just cutting around sporadically all over the place. Like there were points where we'd like cut back to Andor, and he's just working, and then we go to a different scene, and it's like nothing. It just showed him working for like half a second. Uh, with that being said, I still think I have the most notes ever on an episode here, so we'll try to go through it quick. Um, but we're going to talk about it in three segments. It's going to be Dedra and Bix and Sorrel and all the people she encounters. It's going to be Mon Mothma. And then we're going to talk about the Andor stuff at the end to close it out. Um, so let's start with Dedra. Um, yeah, so uh, this is kind of... We get the final meeting here between Bix and Dedra, um, and a lot of stuff is going on here. Uh, Dedra is basically like kind of giving her a whole spiel. You know, she gives her the "Are you a fish or are you a, a thief?" speech. She's basically, um, you know, warning Bix in the kindest way that if you don't tell me everything you know, then something horrible is going to happen. And uh, yeah, this I thought Dedra's acting in this was absolutely incredible. Um, uh, uh, what's the line here? The very worst thing you can do right now is bore me. I'm like, wow, you are very scary. What'd you think of this? Yeah, I thought it was perfect. She balanced the like, there's almost like a friendliness to it that made it even more icky. Like, the whole thing felt very uh smug and perfect like it really wasn't she's becoming a character that like i know i said before like maybe she joins up i love her as this villain this like you know you see where she's coming from and she really is trying to do good at her job but she's an awful person this is awful yeah she is very daunting uh there's no way there's no redemption arc for this character anymore right no, I, the only thing I can see is maybe a romance arc for her, but I, I think she goes full full evil here. Yeah. Um, it was really interesting in this episode. That, uh, I, I I got his name. I couldn't remember his name last time, but it's like her friend that worked at the business. His name is Pac. Um, they captured him initially, and we find out via dialogue here um, that Pac has basically ratted her out and told Dedra everything. Uh, so yeah, what else, Pat? Come on, bro. Yeah, I also love that whole like where she was like, Keep him in here. I wanted to see it. And when, oh no, please get him out. Like, it was such a great manipulation tactic of like, get her that emotions flowing right from the beginning. Um, I thought that was, but yeah, like, why did he rather? I mean, like, I, listen, they're being tortured because even Vic's here. Like, I, I was like, Why did you, but it's probably really bad, like, yeah. this torture. Uh, yeah. Well, I know I would give up pretty easily, Michael. Yeah. Don't tell me any secrets because if, <laughs> if another podcast ever captures me and tries to torture me, I'm giving it up right away. I don't blame you. It's okay. Um, but yeah, let's talk about the way that he decides to torture her here. And I was a little confused on like how exactly this is working. Um, but it sounds like he's just using the cries of young children uh, that are dying to torture her. Is that what you got from this? Yeah, I think so. But it doesn't... 
I felt like her screen. I don't know. Maybe this is gonna make me sound heartless. I felt like her screams were way too intense for just hearing someone else cry. I feel like it'd be more of a long, like I feel like it's not an instant me being upset, but it'd be like after a while I'd be broken. Does that make sense? Yeah. So and, and it has to be more than like sound itself because that it could be very terrible. I can like, yeah. I don't want to think about how horrible that could sound. Um, but you have to imagine, you know, they're not AirPods in her ear. It's like a helmet. So I imagine yeah. like the sounds are like rattling in her brain and it's physically painful as well. Okay. That's why I would, yeah, there has to be that combination. Cause I feel like the yelling is more from that, but like the whole thing is probably just, and you probably can hear it after the fact too. Like it probably doesn't leave you. If that's, if you're hearing something for like hours on end in a, like a, in a, in a vacuum that yeah so i i understand things this this was not your fault yeah um i don't even want to talk about it anymore like just thinking about it like I, this was like one of the creepiest thing this is the creepiest thing i've ever seen in star wars should we t- try to test out when wait wait, wait. <laughs> just kidding i'm not trying to make <laughs> this is a very bad thing sorry listeners this is uh you, you have to listen to the cries of tommy and myself wait <laughs> <laughs> Uh, how horrible um but yeah so um the doctor's very the doctor you know creepiest creepiest award is that an award we're gonna do an award show eventually the creepiest award gives the this doctor yeah i love i i love creepy doctors like doctors that are so into like (laughs) in the I like like uh, Dr. Frankenstein types where it's like they're so passionate about their work where they sometimes cross that line of what's humane and stuff. And I kind of felt that from this guy. Uh, like I, I felt that from the doctor. Yeah, you're, the, you're into the mad scientist. Yeah, I think yeah. so. And yeah. seeing it in a Star Wars world, I think, is when you see different varieties of jobs, I think, in the Star Wars world, it interests me sometimes of like, oh, what would like this – you know, a mad scientist type in the Star Wars world be like. Right. It's fun. All right. Well, uh, so th- this goes on throughout the episode here. Um, you know, Dedra's coming back in and asking, and then she gets it back on, so on and so forth. Uh, Base does not give anything up. Uh, very impressive. Um, we do get a line towards the end of all this where, uh, you know, there's another officer that comes and talks to Dedra, and Dedra, uh, he mentions, uh, what do we do with Pack? Uh, she's like, just hang him. I don't care. Hang him in the, in the town square. Uh, so that character is dying off screen, I guess. <laughs> Voice him out for, for, for hags, I guess. Yeah, I just I just learned your name this week. Goodbye, my friend. Um, yeah. So next year, Dedra, Dedra's like kind of like, you know, she's moving a lot. She's moving around a lot. She's got a lot going on. She's very busy now that she has like all this responsibility and finding Andor. Um but she's back in the boardroom here, and they're talking a little bit more about like the mission. She's kind of updating them. They still don't have an ID on anybody, um, but they kind of get down to the point where they're talking about um, they're talking about Andor. They're they're basically making the connections between the heist and Andor. Um, Andor originally had a beard. Uh, he shaved it to do the heist. This was a red flag to them because they said that the people there were clean shaven and now Andor is clean shaven. So I don't know. The beard's a big deal to them. Which honestly, these people are already better than anyone that exists in Superman's world because they still can't figure out that he just wears glasses. So the fact that they were able to like deduce this. Yeah. 
maybe there's some smart people in the empire is all i'm saying yeah <laughs> not bad not bad well done guys you figured out the face layer stuff um we'd be we'd be in trouble i guess tommy you don't have a mustache right now right we now kind of alternate between having mustaches and not i have one you don't sometimes well, you that's because i want yeah i went to a, a bank and robbed the bank but i was clean shaven they haven't figured it so don't let you know yeah. don't hopefully they don't figure it out yet there's gonna be like uh like on the news like tonight uh, bank robbed uh if anybody mentions having robbed a bank please turn them in <laughs> it's like right by it's your so house. specific yes <laughs> they have a podcast if, if whoever robbed this bank has a podcast and you happen to listen to it let us in anyone else if you hear anyone else robs a bank but doesn't have a podcast they're fine just let yeah. them go we're looking for specifically those podcasters exactly <laughs> you've been roped into this you're now you're now awesome part of this uh are we? Because oh, I guess next year we got to talk about surreal. Um, more surreal stuff here. Um, back at back, I hate. I, I'm gonna. This is this is where they're starting to wear thin on me a little bit. You know, the prison could get like this if they keep going. But like, I'm so sick of seeing surreal in the kitchen eating cereal. I'm like, all right, his mom nagging at him. I'm like, we've gotten this scene like six times across like five episodes. I'm like, uh, it's a lot. But he got promoted. He did it, our boy. Look at him. Yeah, he's so. Do you think he can afford like the nice cereal now? Like he's he's buying like name brand stuff. Yeah, like uh, I don't know, Tatooinos. Yeah. Do you okay? Theory. Do you think we're getting this scene? I, I'm getting like, I'm gonna call my shot. I think uh-huh. he murders his mom. I think that's why we keep getting this kitchen scene. I think we keep getting. You, we saw there was some tension here. You know. He was giving it right back to her a little bit. I think there's going to be a moment where he just snaps. Uh, would not. I don't think it's horrible. I think he's going to do something very bad. I think that's we're leading up to yeah. like he's pure incel at this point. It's getting bad. He's stalking people. Um, he. It's not going to go well. He is like going to crumble at some point, and it's not going to be pretty. Stalking people or love? Who's to yeah. say, Michael? Exactly. Um, but yeah. So a couple things. He got a haircut. Um, uh, they, they mentioned Uncle Harlow again here. Uncle Harlow is always, always mentioned in the kitchen as well. Latanya had a brief theory on her last week where she had mentioned that, um, you know, Uncle Harlow might be somebody we know, maybe Luthen. What do you think about this? is Is Uncle Harlow a named character that we, I don't know. I would have been more into that theory before the connection revealed this week. I think it'd be too cute if it's like another like is everyone just re- it's a classic Star Wars trope is everyone just related is it's a fun game I like to play and I, it could be the case because they they have uh, they've done it many times yeah uh, yeah I mean Star Wars is about family at the end of the day so when you're so in much. Star Wars your family. Yeah. Uh, Okay, so we'll talk about he does do some stalking here. He meets Dedra outside his work, um, and he's basically like thanking her for the promotion. He feels like she is somebody that's finally like um, validated all of his feelings about Andor. Um, Dedra's not having it though, or is she? I don't know. Tommy, what I'll throw it to you. Well, I think for sure we can agree he's crushing hard, right? Like, like in. You know, probably in a very unhealthy way, which is like we're not condoning stalking in any way. Uh, but like, I definitely feel like he feels like they could 
bond and like sees a friend at least in in her. I don't think she is giving him the time of the day right now. And and who's you know, but I definitely felt some vibes, right? Like there's some there's something there. Yeah, so it, I don't I feel like if we're talking about the edit, right? I feel like they want us to think something could happen like yeah. that. But from perspective of both these characters right now, I don't think any of them are feeling those feelings. Um, so yeah, I, I think he truly, I think the big thing is though, like like this is the first time somebody has shown interest in what he was obsessing over and that meant a lot to him. So I, I think for now it's friends. I think it, I think it could become more. Um, so we'll just have to wait and see, I guess. And, and by, for me, I don't see it ever like, I don't think she ever wants a relationship with him. I could see it as like a, she might want like, you know, a one night stand, just get, you know, so maybe she has a bad day at work and she's like, come here real quick. And they go off. But I think he definitely would want to really, like if that did happen, he's writing notes. He's already signing his name with her last name. Like he is definitely going to be full all in if, if they ever do get intimate. Yeah. Tommy, did you watch uh, the premiere of white Lotus season two? I did not. I'm not a white. I, I've not uh, dived into the lotus of the, uh, you know. Well, I'll not to, I won't spoil anybody, but there was a scene on the premiere where something kind of uh, intimate happened, and one character was clearly not supposed to be in the situation, and um, she was clearly uncomfortable. But there's also like it was like it's it's. I, I, talking about it vaguely seems worse than it actually is. So I'll just say yeah, what just happened. say it. Uh, there, there's two couples on a vacation. Uh, the wife and the husband of the other couple go upstairs because he needs to borrow her husband's bathing suit. So they go upstairs. She gives him the bathing suit. She's standing in the mirror behind him. He strips down naked and changes right in front of her. Um, but she like, you know, she's clearly a little uncomfortable, but she doesn't stop the situation. Mm. So it's kind of, I say all this to say, Dedra gave me those similar vibes where like uh, something weird is happening here, but there's still like a tinge of like, am I enjoying this? I don't know. Yeah, there was like a way of explaining this. No, but I see what you're saying in the sense that like she didn't shut it down in the way. And and again, she kind of did this with Big. So maybe it's just the actress's way of speaking. It's like there was like almost like this like flirtatious nature and even like her being like, stop, like get away, like stop. I don't know. Maybe maybe this maybe this is we're reading the wrong signals. I don't know. It's probably nothing. <laughs> it's probably nothing. We're just we're just uh, fan fictioning. We uh, just want our villains to all date. Okay, is that a problem? <laughs> I think the thing is, I the big and this will be my final thing I say on it. I think the big thing is, and the signs for me is that Dedra is the type of person. If you do something she doesn't like, she's gonna put you six feet under. You know. Um, yeah. I feel like if anybody else did this to her. You know, it's not, I could turn you in for this. It's, I am going to turn you in for this. So she didn't take action against them. And I think that's, that's the biggest sign. She didn't do anything about it. So um, another little thing that happens here, it's mentioned throughout the episode that it really caught my attention because of how they're delivering this news to us. Um, they ended up picking up a rebel pilot. Um, and they talk about this and Dedra says, okay, well, I can't go. I'll just like, you know, I'll zoom, I'll zoom in. 
and I'll, and I'll interrogate him that way. You can send the doctor. Uh, he can take care of that stuff. Um, but it's weird because they, they talk about this so much. We never see it play out. Um, we never see the pilot. And I think that makes me think it's a character we know. I don't know who, but a character we could know. Maybe, it, like, yeah, I think you're... Whenever they don't reveal a name, I think usually it's someone we don't know. Like, even when, they, like, the Harlow thing, right? If you keep mentioning a name, but, like, vaguely, I feel like it's someone we know, and I feel like with this pilot. What, what, do you have any thoughts? I can think of one, but I don't know if they would do it. Yeah, uh, my... All my uh, timeline stuff gets really confusing here. I'm trying to think about like who would be in the rebellion at this point. Um, maybe somebody like Hera Sandula from Rebels. Maybe somebody like uh, Nibnub. Uh, you know, those are the kind of people I have my eye on. They're like, uh, you know, it, it can't be Luke. Um, so I don't know. Hera would be the one that I that it, but it feels too. Anytime you're connecting like different properties, it does feel a little cute. Uh, obviously, I think the Rebels crew is going to get a ton of attention real soon, anyways. So I could see it. I could see yeah. them dropping those seeds in now and and introducing characters like that. So that's probably where I put. That's probably my number one target. Uh, but I like your other pick as well. I do have. Uh... I can't remember if they actually said this or I was being sexist in my notes. Um, I wrote him. I kept writing him down. I don't know. Did they say he or? I'm not sure. I don't remember. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, audience. We don't know. It could be anybody, I guess. <laughs> but yes. So uh, they're what they're going to just to close up this story. They're going to stage um, an accident with the pilot. And because uh, they, they don't want to like uh, they don't want to uh, let off any shots. This might start a big war. Um, they want they want them to know that we're not on to you guys. We, we're, we don't know what's going on. So uh, they're playing dumb here and that's what they're going to do. So we'll see if we see any more of that. It's it's so specific. There's got to be some sort of payoff to this. Um, the fact that we had two separate scenes about it. So uh, keep that on your board, everybody. Something's happening. Um, but that is all I have on Dedra. Um, would you like to move on to the Mon Mothma stuff? Yes. Mommy Mothma. Ma <laughs> yeah, so well, we see Mon here again in the Senate. She is talking about imperial overreach. You know, you can get she's like a you know very liberal when it comes to the Empire's politics here and nobody else is they're all like walking out shut up long live the empire um poor mon yeah i think there was i was reading subtitles and i do think there was one person that was like hey she's saying some good things or something like <laughs> i think i saw something like that i'm like yeah there's that one person out there yeah <laughs> Uh, but more, yeah, more interestingly, this is where we find out about the connection. And uh, Dibs, or shout out to Latanya again. She's coming in hot with the theories. Uh, she called this one last week. Um, uh, I, I believe we jumped around a couple different ideas, but this was one of them. So well done to uh, Latanya. But uh, Lita ends up getting a dress from this woman, and it is Bill there inside. Um, and she's basically just popping in, saying hi to Mon. Um, 
She's been traveling a lot, but you kind of get the the point here that they're in this together. They're both, uh, Mon feels like she might be in a little too deep, and Vel is like, nope, this is the right time. We're doing the right thing. Yeah. Uh, usually I'd be like, oh, this is too cute. But honestly, I think this worked for me in the sense that I wasn't really vibing with Vel, and I think this gives me something I can sink my teeth into. I think this gives me something that I can, like, there's more. I, I was kind of wondering why she was in the rebellion because I felt like she was always kind of like, you know, Luther, Luther was like, you have to do it. And it was like, kind of like putting all this pressure, but I'm like, why doesn't she just back out? Like, what's her, what's her reason? What's her why for being part of the rebellion? And I think this gives me a clear cut way of like, she, you know, she was rich trying and sees that like, that's not the way to be and, and choose this new path for her. Uh, it definitely, I think helped me knowing that she is cousins to mom. Yes, so um, we, we got a little bit more stakes here in Bell, so uh, I'm excited to see where that goes later on. Um, we have a dinner scene here with uh, with Perrin, the husband. Um, he's very weird. He's like, you know, Bell, have you found a husband? He's pressing her on that. Yeah, he's weird. <laughs> like, he just, I don't know how to feel about him, Michael. Yeah. Like, does he he's got to just he does something bad right like he ends up turning them in or something at the end because there's there's got to be something that comes down with him here's my my official theory uh lita the daughter is gonna turn her mom in oh uh and then she's going to get herself and her father killed in the process oh (laughs) it was like oh and then i finished oh Oh, what do you well, think? I, I guess I have hopes for the daughter that she could do more, but I guess we really haven't seen it. She's just been very on the dad side. So maybe you're right. I think the dad's the buffoon. So maybe basically same thing, but the dad gets them killed. The thing that thinks makes me think it's Lita, it's the fact that whenever Tay and Mon are having a conversation, she shows up and yeah. it's just such a weird interaction to be happening so often like we don't i guess we get a little bit of that here um but even at this dinner scene lita says like oh it's her old boyfriend well that's okay so this is what if it's a combo platter right so what if it's leah again tells the dad hey i think they're hooking up again i think she's cheating on you with which is not the truth but that's what because they set those seeds of she thinks it's romantic and so i think she's been seeing it she keeps catching them hanging out she reports to the dad the dad into figuring out more or something else happens there. But that's what I think it is. is It's almost a combination of the two getting more information on mine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It'd be interesting. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, but yeah, Vel ends up leaving here. Um, we do have uh, one last interesting conversation here with Mon when she meets with Tay, they're talking about bank things. Um, and he's kind of warning her, like, you might be in trouble if you go through with this. And then he mentions a loan. And she's like, well, where would I get that? And she kind of gets the vibes that, like, oh, he's already got a plan for this. Um, and he mentions Davos Skoldoron? I don't know. Uh, I don't think we know this character. But Mon is, like, shuts it down immediately. She's like, this guy is a thug. I don't want any part of it. Uh, he almost sounds like a uh, Job of the Hut type character, so I'm interested to see this guy. Yeah, definitely feels like uh, part of some CD stuff. I like this a lot. I like also the show is so clear on what it's trying to do, which is I, I think what Star Wars is trying to do. You know, we just talked about Tales, and I kind of mentioned there this like grayness 
And I feel like the people behind Star Wars is very fascinated by the idea of like, even in a world like Star Wars where it is very black and white, there is this gray that hasn't been really talked about with the originals and a lot of the other stuff. And and, it, and has started with the Ray. I think Ray, the Ray focus trilogy was a little bit more focused on the gray area. And uh, with this, it's like Mon has the best intentions, but even now to get what she wants, she may have to do something that she go against some of her like beliefs and some of her integrity. And I think that's a really fascinating storyline to continue following. Yeah, I really like how we're exploring that like Mon is like, she's not all in. She is like reluctant the whole way. Every choice, everything that happens, every person she talks to, there's like some serious doubt in her. And uh, I don't know, I'm excited to see what it is that motivates her to become like the general of the rebellion. I think, uh, and, and again, I think I think that's the thing with her family that's really going to make her, uh, you know, maybe uh, Lena rats them out. Um, the rebellion retaliates against them. Mon gets away and now they've killed her family. She is full tilt against the Empire. Something's got to happen like that. Yeah, I think the classic family death leading you to join the the rebellion. I I, I feel like that's a pretty easy target uh, to to see. But I agree with you. I think that we need to see that change for her. But I like that we're doing it slowly. Like I think I've heard this is like a two season show probably, and I like that we're like not jumping into it right away. Uh, that you know we're setting up a lot in this, and it might not even get answered till the second season if if that happens. I'm a little scared about that. I I, I need some payoff. I'm you want to? I need. I agree. Cliffhanger. Yeah, we need big. We need big wins here. How to do a good season? Have wins with a couple seeds in the in the rear view mirror. You know, in the in the in the front view mirror. Like, hey, it's coming. Yeah, one of the mirrors. Yeah, one. <laughs> your side mirrors, maybe. Oh look, there it is. <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, okay so um we can move on from mon and start talking about uh the, the man who the show is named after andor um a lot of stuff going on here in andor's story um you know back he's uh, they're working, uh, you know, we've, we kind of get more of this man whose name is Olaf, you know, from the very beginning, he's like, oh, my hand's hurting. I can't really work. Andor is like, you know, backing him up. He's like, uh, oh, let me fill him for you for a second. Um, you know, another thing he's like making a shiv in the bathroom. That's interesting. Who, uh, and, uh, yeah, he has like a knife. He's like, sure. Yeah. A knife. No. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you. Olaf was, I had <laughs> the biggest theories on this guy. <laughs> he was sketching me out, Michael. I thought something, Olaf? I thought he was, yeah, I thought he was being slow on purpose. Like, I thought it was all a scheme. Like, I truly did for him. I was like, I was like, he's slowing them down so they don't get flavorful food. This is all on, pur- there's something else going on here. No, no, yeah. there was nothing else going on there. <laughs> He's just dying. <laughs> he just died. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, um, we get a lot of conversations about like, you know, how they could possibly do this stuff. You know, there's a new, a new man coming to their sector here and he's talking to another gentleman and he mentions like anything that moves elevators, stuff like that. It can't fry you. So um, if you're going to make a move, that would be the place to do it. Andor is even like, look, we just take out one of these guards. No problem. You know, we, you see the early phases of like some of the contemplation of how they can do it. So, um yeah we also uh we also get another tunnel scene more hand signals across the way you know they're like uh 
they're talking and they kind of come to the conclusion something very bad has happened on level two. This is uh very very scary. Yeah, I I think this would be the most terrifying thing because a you already don't have rights and like you're already on someone else's whim and then to know that they're like it's like you know you're being protected even though you're even though like you are in prison right and when you know there's like trouble regardless of what that trouble is it almost makes you even it's like your protection is getting attacked now what's going to happen to them you once when something happens to them yeah yeah um very scary stuff and we also talked last week about the parallels and themes that very clearly mirror nazi concentration camps and this is a big one where like how things kind of escalated where people didn't initially think their lives were technically in danger and then they start hearing rumors about how things have happened in other areas and that we're not actually as safe as we think we are and i think that is like you know one of the scariest elements of the show for sure yeah that and like yeah I mean, you touch on it but like the whole like even having prisoners you know be the ones that are give barking the orders like it's you know yeah not great not good um so yeah something bad has happened um but they are like you know the announcer guy comes over gets them back in line um but uh so we get another, the, this is an interesting scene here. Um, I think his name's Kino, Andy Circus. Um, they're talking and Andrew is like, uh, you know, he's very much like uh, pestering Kino about escaping. He's like, have you ever thought about it? What could you do? I have questions. How many guards are there? And Kino is like, uh, no, you're on your own with this. So um, this is where we get the name drop of, of the, the episode title. Nobody's listening. Like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> We can talk about this. It's fine. Uh, is, that but... us on the, is that us on the podcast? Nobody's listening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We can say whatever. No one's listening. Party. Woo. <laughs> uh, yeah. But uh, yeah. I almost played the what's going on, my party people, the whole thing. I'm not doing it. No, I'll, I'll, I'll spare you guys. <laughs> Oh, yeah, you, you didn't miss the deleted scene where uh, Andor looks over and his his uh, cellmate is uh, Ched. Yeah. <laughs> Great scene. I can't believe the, uh, the same universe. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, I, I really, it's kind of bold of Andor here to like talk to the head guy in charge about this. Pretty risky. I don't know if this is the right move. Yeah. And like, I think what's hard in these kind of situations is we're supposed to believe like a like a good amount of time has passed. It's hard because like for us, time is not. Uh, I'm assuming you didn't try this like right away, but it's like, hey, buddy, you're just like outing yourself to the floor manager. He could easily turn you in. Right. Uh, and this is like such a goody two shoes. Like he, he, he would rat you out. So very bold move, but he did it. Um, so we do we get back in like the hallway here and they end up uh running into like another sector of prisoners and they mention uh another area was completely fried they're all gone that's what happened on on level two a hundred men um so yeah it, it, i think this is you know uh you know even kino is kind of like this is his first step to like realizing oh this isn't great but he like talks everyone down He's like, listen, we heard nothing. If they know we know about this, then we're dead too. So just act normal, guys. Yeah, and I think it works just like the the 
small amount of information that they're giving us through these scenes. It's just like a little bit. Then we jump to other, you know, cause we're, we're jumping around to the other storylines we just talked about. And I think it is like a good slow build until the reveal of like what actually happened and why it happened. Right. So, um, fascinating stuff. Uh, we do, um, I guess the next scene, this is where, uh, you laugh. Uh, he falls out. He's not doing great. Uh, he was so close. He's so close. Uh, poor guy. Uh, this was, this was. They ended up calling in a doctor, but the the doctor is a prisoner too, which was interesting. Uh, They're all prisoners. Yeah, true. Except for like, which is on, like it's so much worse. Like if it's like if you have a like people dictating the rules and stuff, there are just guards getting paid. It's like all right, you're just a guard. But when it's other prisoners, it's like you know what it feels like. It's just that it's almost that much more of a, a mental torture. Uh, on top of all this it's just so bad <laughs> yeah well the doctor explains here that like he's had a stroke he's not gonna make it and he's putting him out um i found this interesting in a lot of ways because there's a lot of different ways you could read it because at this point the doctor he's kind of lost hope too he mentions like yeah. he knows about level two we're all gonna die nobody's getting out of here um so it makes me wonder like could he have fixed the old man or did he do him a favor by taking him out this way I think I took it as like maybe he could have tried, but it's like a ninety nine percent. Like he he knows he's gone, but it's like he's not. It's not like a doctor. Hopefully, in the real world, you would get where they're like try everything, even if they think it's it, it's a lost cause. I think it's like he just thought it was a lost cause, and it was like all right, whatever. I get you know, it doesn't. It's low stakes for him. I think is how I felt from it. Yeah. Well, I think the thing for me was like he he was like. No, it's it's too late. And they're like, yeah. too late? Like, what do you mean? Why? And he doesn't say, like, oh, his condition is so bad. He's like, we're all dying. <laughs> you know, it's like, it, he, does, he doesn't necessarily clarify why it's too late. Yeah, I agree. It definitely, like I said, I think it's a little combination of, yeah, he was already dying. And even if he could, it's like, well, he's going to die anyway. So really, I, I don't I don't need to do it. Do you think he's actually ever saved anyone? That was the theory. Does the doctors go there just to tell people that, like, it's just to confirm they're dead? Dead! Dead! But, like, otherwise, it's, uh... It's, yeah, I think know. this guy's just putting people down. Yeah. Uh, and people, people don't know what the doctor's really like, but, you know, they get, like, a hangnail, and they need a Band-Aid, they go see the doctor. Like, nothing I can do. <laughs> I just bumped my knee on the table! My toe. <laughs> your knee's never gonna go, your knee's never gonna get back to normal again. Better take yeah. you out now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, so the the doctor, big warnings from the doctor. He's basically confirming everything that they've heard. And this is my favorite ending to anything. I really love how they did this because Kino, the entire time, not answering questions, not participating, not entertaining the thought of escape. Um, but once he hears this. They get up, they walk away, and or asks him again how many people are on the floor, and he is answering the question, and he's playing ball. So um, I love this. I really love how they did this. And and I think it's because I think there's not a lot that was going to break Kino, but I think it's just the fact that it was like the emperor. It was the emperor's mistake that caused Level Two to get destroyed. It wasn't right. even like the prisoner did anything wrong. They messed up and then wanted to clean up their mistake by just destroying everyone. That's to me that would break me, regardless of 
how many days because it's like this could happen to anyone this could happen to me because it's like you can mind your p's and q's you can do everything right and they'll still kill you well i read it like um because they they made a point to say the man that was sent to level two had been released he was done um so the fact that they accidentally sent him to a sector where people think that they can't get out, I think what they're doing is they're sending all the people they get quote unquote released to like a death camp. Like you're like they have everybody working here and they give them hope if they do things correctly, they will get out. And then they get sent, sent to another location where they know they're not getting out and they're basically either just going to work or they're going to kill them. Got you. So no one, this isn't just a one time, this always happens like this where no one ever gets out. I don't think anybody gets out. That's a really dark thought though. But Michael, if, if we do the right thing and we, we, we're just stuck podcasting forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's what I'm saying. They just send you to another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but if they send you back to the same podcast and they just wipe out the whole podcast, yeah, yeah, they're that's... like, oh man, this is a clerical mistake. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you weren't um, supposed to see Michael ever again. Now yeah. this is just, oh man. Tommy, any final thoughts on the episode here? No, I think it's a really crisp episode and I think it sets up a lot. I definitely bought into Kino. I like that Kino just didn't agree right away. I liked it. Like, I felt like he did a good pacing there of his constant no 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 gave him a justifiable reason why he would now be like yes let's escape uh and i I think that would be interesting on that end i think they're setting up a lot of interesting seats and and there's not a character that i really even like the characters that we're like annoyed with i like i'm intrigued by them even if i'm annoyed by them yeah it's like every character you have to look at it like okay, yeah, I'm not standing Cyril, but I'm also not supposed to stand Cyril. Like, he is, like, a creepy, weaselly character, and he makes me feel creepy and weaselly. So, therefore, it is an effective character in that way. So, I feel like all the characters on this show are serving their purpose, which, frankly, Tommy, I don't ever feel like that in Marvel these days. (laughs) No, and and everyone, and there's a lot of characters, and I don't feel like there's anyone that's not getting... Like, there's people that are getting less, right? Like, I would like to see more from Bix, but I think what Bix is doing is still really good. Like, I think she's adding something to the show, uh, and I agree with you. I don't think this is often where we can say, like, yeah, I can see where each point was needed for this kind of thing. Right. Well, all right, Tommy, that is, uh, that's the episode here. Really excited for the rest of this. Three more episodes. It's going to be a blast. Um do you think three more is the right amount? Do you, you know, this is a longer Star Wars series than we've gotten in a bit. Uh, do you like, do you think you're going to end up liking the, the number of episodes? I, I think I can tell you now that I don't like that number of episodes. I okay. think we could have condensed a couple of the episodes in the beginning. Uh, I, I think, I think this needs to be 10 episodes. I think most, I love 10 episodes. That's my sweet spot for every show. Make it 10 episodes. 12 is too much. Eight is too little. I love 10. And I think even now I can already see it should have been 10. I think one, two, three could have been one episode. You do half of just establishing Andor and then the other half is meeting Luthen. And it, it's, I, you would have lost a little bit, but I think you didn't need, it's, you don't need to establish. It's Star Wars. Like just give a, just establish the characters. That's it. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. It's like the characters are being built at, like if they do their job correctly. And this is, as a somebody that has written things in the past, stories and, and scripts and whatnot, 
I, I'm a firm believer in that you can build out a character through action. Uh, I think a lot of shows, a lot of movies, a lot of books will take time to slow everything down, take you away from the story to help you learn more about a character, which can be beneficial, but I think you can continue the story. I think you can have exciting moments and inside those exciting moments is how you build the character because it's all about choices at the end of the day. That's my lecture, my, uh, my, my writer's lecture. So. I agree. <laughs> okay. Um, Tommy, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna force you to do it. Uh, any recommendations besides Naruto? I just got. That's your first one. Well, mostly for the bit. It was. I didn't know if you would think about it, so that I was gonna do it for the bit <laughs> of it, which is mostly why I snuck it in the last couple. Uh, hey, what do I watch? World, <laughs> not much. <laughs> what about uh, reality tv you watch reality tv right? oh i barely even that anymore <laughs> it's i blame our good friend alex brizard because he's always messaging me what are you doing and i'm like i feel like it's a homework assignment by a teacher i'm like well i'm watching naruto i swear and then i have to throw it on <laughs> yeah, I'm, getting, yeah. like, I'm getting my comeuppance by uh her i'll like incorrectly spell names when i message him just <laughs> just to tick him off or i'll like get things so that's where I've been getting my amusement. Uh, anyways, recommendation. Uh, oh, besides Critical Role, which is probably something you're also going to tell me I shouldn't recommend again. You can do uh, that. It's been a while. Campaign three is getting really good. It's it is it's it's we're getting in there with like what are we on like forty episodes? It's a lot of episodes, but it's still pretty early, and I really think they're hitting their stride. The, the first arc I was like eh about, but it's been getting a lot better. Uh, so hey, go watch Critical Role. Let's see. I, I haven't watched. I watched uh, Twitches for Halloween, the old uh, Disney. That wasn't, I mean, it's really outdated. So if you want to like laugh and just kind of pick something apart, go watch Twitches maybe. I just realized I don't really have anything to recommend after all that. Wow. What do I... Now you have to recommend Naruto. Can I not recommend something? Uh, like something you watched and you didn't enjoy and you're trying to warn people not to watch it because it's not yeah. worth the time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, Halloween season's over. You mentioned a Halloween thing. And stop, guys, stop watching Hocus Pocus. I'm over this. I didn't like the, the first second one. or the first, both. You just don't like I, the franchise. I don't like it. I don't like the vibes. Okay. Nothing everyone, about everyone. It. Stop watching it. Yeah, you hate the actresses. I, you know, I hate the. I, I don't hate the actresses. I hate their characters. <laughs> you hate the actresses. You got to know. Okay. I'm not not with you. I'm not. A, I won't. I'm not a Hocus Pocus stand, and I'm not a. I'm like kind of uh, flip flop on this. I'm just kind of neutral on this. Okay. Yeah. So hopefully this will get out to everybody in the world, and there won't be a Hocus Pocus three. What? I feel like there's a good title you could have with Hocus Pocus three. Like, isn't there? They they should have been punny with the second one even more. Three Hocus, three Pocus. I think that's. Or Hocus Pocus three electric bungalow. Yeah. Uh, or maybe just hocus pocus three times. Hocus pocus, hocus pocus, hocus pocus. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, uh, <laughs> uh, I'm going to close out the Star Wars podcast, Star Wars podcast, Star Wars podcast. Um, I like to remind you guys to rate and review us on iTunes and Spotify, preferably five stars. Also, please subscribe because we're going to be here every single week. We got a lot of cool stuff coming. Uh, De uh, December, I know it seems like there's not a lot happening. I don't believe we have any movies to discuss. Well, a Avatar, we might want to talk about that. I kind of want to talk about Avatar. Um, maybe force like Briz to talk, watch it. 
you know, tape his eyes open. And... Oh no! <laughs> Good luck. Um, yeah, we're uh, not a lot coming in December, uh, TV show wise, but we have cool things planned. Uh, so you know, a lot of cool stuff on the horizon. So if you subscribe, it'll come straight to your phone. You'll get a notification. It's wonderful. Uh, also follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Also check our show notes for our merch, and we also have a little Discord community going on. So if that is something you're interested in, we would love to have you. But that is all we got for you guys. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next time. Bye!